Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-809-5189. 800-809-5189. That's 800-809-5189. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with Denise Dirks, uh, Todd Kunin, and our producer, Cal Hunter. You know what? You know why you listen to us uh, every Saturday, 9 to noon? We are the epitome of the greatest show on earth. And, and I, we are the most exciting, entertaining, and, and sometimes informative. But this time, we're going to be really informative. And let me tell you why. Why? You guys have no idea why. We're also in line for the humility and broadcasting. That's exactly <laughs> right. We are. We are. This. Let me tell you why we're here. What happens in the news when they want to bury a story, Cal? What happens when they want to bury a story? Well, yeah, that's, uh, that means they stick it at the back of the paper, or they put it at the middle of the new, actually the middle of the newscast if you're a TV guy, and the back of the newspaper. Or yeah. late Friday right. night. Oh, oh, you mean uh, if someone yeah, was yeah. releasing something? Or something yeah, you happens. You do it just before the weekend because you know the news yeah. organizations are understaffed. That's right. And yeah. what happens is they forget that Radio Law Talks live <sighs> at noon. Oh, so something people. happened in the Supreme Court. At 11 p.m. yesterday, Eastern Time. And it's a big deal. And it's a pretty dang big deal. I'm yeah. going to say, oh, I mean, it's not. It's, I mean, it's Denise, fun. It's interesting, <laughs> and, but it's, uh, it is kind of in line with what they've been doing. But the point is, is they tried to sneak it by the listeners and the American public, but they forgot. Again. They forgot, the Supreme Court did, that Radio Law Talk is live Saturday morning, 9 to noon. So we're going to talk about that, whatever that is. We don't know what it is. Uh, you can call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. Uh, this is uh, 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 myself. Uh, I'm a personal injury lawyer. Denise is a, is a uh, domestic uh, relations lawyer, so she does all types of <laughs> issues, uh, you know, with, with family law. D domestic relations. All right, who's taking out the trash? That's a domestic duty. I don't know what the relationship is, but we'll call I'm Denise calling to make my sure lawyer. doing it. That's what she is. And Todd is a comedian first, lawyer second. That's for sure. And he is he's a criminal uh, lawyer, stop former right prosecutor. There. He's a criminal uh, stop. Jack of all <laughs> trades, master of none. And uh, has many cats. And Todd, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And we have Cal Hunter, our producer, that uh, thinks he's a lawyer but is not. But he's smarter than most of us. In all <laughs> no, just not 
<laughs> All of that is false, except the fact that I think I'm a lawyer. That's exactly. <laughs> you know, the great thing about Cal. Yeah. The great thing about Our Cal producer. is is that because he's not a lawyer, we get to talking about stuff and sometimes get into the the weeds, the deep, the thicket of legal ease and oh, everything. Do you ever? And yes. Cal's the one sitting back there going. Uh, uh, food goes in here, <laughs> pointing to us. What does that all mean? And, uh, okay, we get it. We, or, yeah. or here's real life, guys. Yes. <laughs> this is what it's about. That's why we this have what the him. public really thinks. So, uh, <laughs> well, at least this member, right. Yeah, you know what's also interesting and exciting about today, and then Denise, it's just very special for Denise, is mm-hmm. uh, we have a new affiliate, KCUP Toledo, Oregon, 1230 AM. And I'll repeat that, KCUP Toledo, Oregon, 1230 AM. Denise, why is that so important? Because my mom grew up there. That's exactly right. And you are an Oregon duck also. You I'm an Oregon. Oregon duck and um, yeah. born and raised and Just left. left. Tell, <laughs> tell us about Toledo. I mean, Toledo, Oregon. Or, or is, it, is that the correct pronunciation? The UC Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, Toledo's right. And I can't tell you because I didn't live there, but my mom did. Oh. And was so, she born there, you said? Or she, no? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Toledo, so it's Oregon. not like te- if it was Texas, they'd call it. Let's see, what would they say? Toledo. <laughs> Toledo. I mean, you know, Texas, you, they take a normal name and they just, you know, turn, turn it around however they feel like it, right? Well, yep. well, thanks for ruining our Texas affiliates. No, <laughs> it's okay. They know, people know it. There I are dictionaries it. online that say how to pronounce Texas names. I've had, I've used it before. Uh, okay, so, yeah. Toledo, Oregon is, uh, just so you know, it is near... Um, let me see. Oh, it's near the coast. Yeah, it's at by Astoria's. Yeah, Astoria Seaside, mm-hmm. Newport Heights. Nice. Uh, uh, don't say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I pass them a note that says "Don't say," you don't read the part that says yeah. "Don't say." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say "Don't say." Uh, we're gonna talk about some interesting things. We're obviously gonna have case or no case, which everyone's excited about. But uh, we're gonna talk about uh, uh, barristers and wigs. And in England, and that's there's some interesting history there. Why do barristers wear wigs? Why do they wear, you know, uh, and then you have different sizes. What, what are the wigs made of? Why are, you know, how much do they cost? We're going to get into all that. It's just a fascinating story to me. What we, Nobody ever really explains that, why they do that. So, and then Denise knows a little bit about it. She's dealt with that in England before. And we're going to talk about uh, a reality TV in the courtroom update. Again, reality TV in the courtroom update. That's going to be that, interesting. That one was <laughs> Yeah, and then we've okay. got NFL lawsuit about um, this is a, a uh, um, an issue that uh, they thought was over uh, with the lower courts and the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals said something, and then the Supreme Court said something that's going to make uh, uh, some interesting determination uh, what's going on in a number of years from now. It's not going to happen now, but in a number of years from yeah, now. It's kind of amazing they're setting trials so far out. 2024. And we'll yeah. get to that why. Prince Harry is a winner uh, in many ways. Uh, and, yes, uh, he is. <laughs> Charles Manson is a loser in many ways. Yes, he is. And his followers. We're going to talk about that. So we got a lot of fun and exciting things to talk about. But, Cal, can you just – I know we don't have a lot of time. Always our first uh, – wait a minute. I've got to give this – I've got to give this. Dang it. We're talking about general topics of law. We're not giving legal advice. Seek local counsel or a lawyer, okay? So don't call us and say, look, you know what? You gave me some bad advice. I'm going to sue you because we're telling you we're, this is just a fun radio show. And by the way, i got to look back. I, I'm going to look at the Twitter, but we had someone tweet out to the truckers. The Truckers Association, apparently, I'm looking back at Radio Law Talk's Twitter, um, that uh, listened to Radio Law Talk. And it was one of our affiliates 
I can't remember who it was, but I'm going to find out, and I'm going to look it up, and we're going to give them a shout-out for the truckers out there that listen to us while they drive. There's apparently a radio station or station they can listen to that listens to Radio Law Talk Live. Kelly. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, okay, let's do Laid this. Out. Let's see how smart you guys it's time are. to play. Here we go. Case or no case. Yay! The city and parish of, Bat- of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, has a major problem on its hands. It may still be ordered to refund millions of dollars in traffic fines collected through the red light traffic camera program after the year 2007. They may have to give all those fines back. You see, someone filed a lawsuit that claims the government illegally collected money using a red light camera company because the company puts in the cameras, audits the pictures, and then they send out the letters under the police police department letterhead saying you owe us money, send us money, and they collect it. But there's a problem. And the Baton Rouge uh, City Charter, there is a rule that says only the city police department may enforce city traffic laws. So there's a gentleman there who said, well, wait a minute, I don't have to pay this fine. This is from some company in Arizona. How come I have to pay my fine? And I'm not going to. The Home Rule Charter, it's called. They said, how can this company issue a traffic ticket even though they are just under contract to the city and don't work for the city? How's that going to work? And they said, I don't, I, I don't think it's going to work. So I'm going to ask you guys what you think. It's an interesting question, in my opinion. Is this a case or no case? Uh, Todd, you're first today, I think, aren't you? Sure, yeah. sure. I'll, 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 right. What I'll, do you think? I'll bite off on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, first off, I'm, I'm going to say I think it's a case. Okay. Um, I, I mean, there have been there have been a lot of uh, traffic court or traffic cam cases, so True. I do think that this is a case, and uh, I, I'm going to say that I think that the person Why who don't got you the just ticket. Stop? Just late wait. All right, all right. Because I'm going to say something. Oh. Well, you know, the the one thing that this case reminds me of is the one incident I heard about uh, one time where the guy gets the. Notice in the mail with the picture of his car that he ran the red light. So he took the fine money and copied it off on a cop machine and sent back a picture of the money. And then the police department sent him a picture of handcuffs. And then he ended up paying the fine. That was just a funny little thing. But uh, TNC Radio Live. Again, at TNC Radio Live on Twitter. Thank you for shouting out. Telling the truck drivers to listen to Radio Law Talk. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, very we'll be cool. back. We'll conclude this case or no case and see about the traffic cam deal in Baton Rouge after this. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. 
I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376 That's 800-918-1376 This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Boys are weird. You're a whiner. Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years. People have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-451-1124. 800-451-1124. That's 800-451-1124. Interest accrues from date of purchase. Date of purchase. Life is full of bittersweet transitions. Life is full of bittersweet transitions. It's difficult to know how these changes will impact us over time. For some people, difficult transitions like retirement, divorce, or loss of a loved one can hit harder than expected and may contribute to feelings of hopelessness or even thoughts of suicide. The risk of suicide is even higher for men over 50 who served our country. Guys like me. That's why support from friends and family makes such a big difference. Every day, your actions could help save a life. Together, we got this. Learn how you can help save a life at Veterans Crisis Line. Now it's time to go back to the show. Here are Fred, Todd, and Denise on Radio Law Talk. Todd, you're up. Yeah, so uh, going back to this case of the traffic cam, and it's it's in Louisiana, a city in Louisiana, and the police department contracted with an out-of-state firm to handle everything, and somebody gets a notice of a ticket from a company in Arizona, and they're like, oh, Hold on, folks. I'm pretty certain, and they check the city charter, that only the police department local can enforce these things. So why am I paying some company in Arizona? And I said, yes, I think it's a case. And I'm going to say that the person in Air, the uh, 
the defendant, the traffic, alleged traffic violator, I'm going to say that they prevail on this. It, and I think partly because there's that city uh, ordinance, but also because I think that there w- was a trend at one point in time to say, look, um, we're getting a little too, I'm using air quotes, efficient in the administration of justice to the point that certain rights start to get encroached upon and the ability to contest something um, gets kind of difficult. I mean, if that person wanted a trial on that, think about what's going to happen. Now you have to have somebody from Arizona fly in to authenticate the documents, take care of the whole thing, and to present this, it gets to be um, pretty tough. So I'm going to say that they win. The uh, the traffic violator alleged. And prevails. you know, there are a lot of traffic cameras in Baton Rouge, 24 of them. And every time you blow through a red light there, it's like 350 bucks or something. It's a crazy amount of money. Denise, what do you think, case or no case? I think it's a case. And here's the problem. It's, it is, it, you know, Todd alluded to it, and the problem is that it's hearsay because not only do you have to have the record custodian come in and verify the records of calibrating the equipment of um, the road itself, and there's all this hearsay, and you have an out-of-state custodian, and it could be deemed an improper delegation of policing authority, right? So I think it's a case, and but it feels like it has to have a hook or something. I mean, that's the weird part. I know in California this issue's come up, and I know that the red light system has lost. Um, so I'm going to say that the ticket holder wins. Darn it. I want to say it the other way, but. So you're I don't on, say on board it. with Todd. Todd. Yeah. Yes, darn it. Mr. Penny, what say you? You know what? This is not fair to you guys because I know about these cases and I deal with these cases. And that this has been a bone of contention for quite some time, by the way. And there has been a number of lawsuits about this. I know in the state of California there has been. Uh, there's been issues of whether or not it's constitutional. Um, and I want to confront my accuser. Yes, it's a boxing up the, on the pole. And the issue is, in fact, some counties, cities have taken them down True. and are not using them uh, because of issues. And I, I, between you and I and the fence posts, I think they've got a good argument that it's unconstitutional. You're right. And so the answer is it is a case. I'm trying to figure out why I'm stalling t- a touch is – I'm trying to figure out if I should do the opposite of these guys to try to gain points, but I, I, he does win because I think uh, that that's just that's what's been going on is especially if in the charter of the city that you have to have the police department regulate it. So I'm gonna say the police department wins. I'm going for a one point. <laughs> oh man! I'm gonna I might lose, but uh, I'm just gonna go for it. No, cool. you know what? You may win. Because I think they took it out for a while in Sacramento, and now they've redone it. I don't know, Fred. I I, I don't know. I wouldn't have an objection if you change your answer to no case under the theory of go big or go home. No, no. It's a case. (laughs) I know it's a case. It's a case, Cal. Todd is so sneaky. I'm going to say the the police department (laughs) wins. Oh, you have a chance to to get a point. I could get a point. So here's the answer. If you'd like to hear the answer, those of you who say it is a case, that's all of you. Well, congratulations. Yes. Of course, it's a case. I know it's a case. Now. A response from the city lawyers asked the state Supreme Court to issue a ruling. And the city parish currently has 24 cameras, 16 intersections. A contract approved in November 2019 extends the use of the camera through 2023. It allows upgrades and equipment. And the guy driving the vehicle lost. Yes! And that's Fred Penny pulls it out! I do know. I yes. do know if yes. in cases yes. where the where the the 
defendant has won and where they've had to toss a lot is where they sh- they're able to prove that there's some sort of calibration issue and it takes the picture before the light has turned red so all these people got tickets and so they had to toss some and but i know that that's here's happened. another thing when this first started cities were making bank because uh-huh. the company in arizona promised that they would and that's because they said all you have to do is increase the yellow light cycle from six seconds to three, and you'll get twice as many people in that intersection wow. when the light changes, and bam, each one of them is like 300 bucks in your pocket. But! And some cities did that. Yeah, but, but I did guess... they give notice? I mean, I no. think so. No, they just the did problem. it. Yeah, I, was well, it. I mean, they got busted on it, so they stopped doing that. What, Fred? Let's briefly talk about that. We've yeah. got a criminal uh, prosecutor here that knows about that, and a guy that does personal injury. Um, I used look, to be a traffic yeah, court. Yeah, used to be. Tra- so, yeah. look, tell him you you brought up the fact about calibration. Sure. What is calibration, and what do you need to do if that comes up, and how can you argue it in in traffic court? You know, officer. You know, when you did the DUI or whatever, not that that's in traffic court. Did you calibrate, or when you used your 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 gun to get my speed, did you calibrate it? Did you bring those reports? The surveys. The yeah. Surveys. So, so so the way that the traffic light cameras work is once the light turns red for your traffic if anybody passes a certain point usually it's the crosswalk area and they have sensors that can determine if somebody passes if somebody passes that after the light has turned red it snaps a picture right and and but the system has to be calibrated. Somebody has to get out there and say, okay, it's snapping the picture at the right time. It's not snapping it early. It's not snapping it late. Um, And so they have to check that. And so the question here in the ones where things got tossed, uh, the system had not been calibrated. It was taking the picture uh, too soon. So it was taking the picture before it had turned red, light had turned red, and somebody is getting tagged with a ticket even though they weren't in violation of it. And so there was that issue. And if you have a court case, anytime any law enforcement officer is using a device to measure something, whether it's a blood alcohol level or, in this case, the traffic cam, as a foundation, they have to say that it was operating correctly and it was calibrated. And usually, if somebody really wants to contest it, they'll subpoena the logs of calibration. They also can contest it by the chain of custody. Who maintains that information and where does it go to be? So radar, traffic cameras, DUI meters, they all have to be working properly. Calibrated. They have to be able to prove that. And then they have to have the chain of custody of who receives the information and where it goes and all of that. Next hour, by the way, bots. Okay, we're going to talk more about this traffic information. I have some other uh, information about if you get a ticket. We'll be back. Stay tuned. More Radio Law Talk coming right up. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 
You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. 800-711-9218. 800 711 Is this real life? Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. Yeah, we're talking about traffic stops and traffic lights. All advertising and, for... And, uh, you know, red light, yellow light, green light. Red light, green light. Have you ever played that game? Red light, green light? Yeah. Well, here's a, here's an issue. I'm actually, we're, we're working on cases, and this occurs quite often. So what happens when someone is speeding, and they get pulled over and get a ticket, or there's an accident that, that occurs? Now... Nowadays, with the newer car technology, they have little black boxes in it. The old cars don't have black yep. boxes. And you can tell the speed that they were doing at the time of the accident, whether or not the car veered to the left or the right or what happened. When um, the brakes were that's applied. That's exactly and right. And it's, it's very interesting to see these. And it's, by the way, it's making experts more and more money. And I'm telling you, there's some of our cases we're working on. We have paid experts hundreds of thousands of dollars. Not, not like 50, five, hundreds of thousands to prosecute the case. But here's a quick example. And I'm not using any specific case, but I'm going to say here's a quick example. Speed limit 65 miles per hour. But driver was doing 81 miles per hour, right? Okay, so if they're, I'm just saying an example. Uh, wow, that's bad. They shouldn't have been speeding that. But then there's these what thing called traffic surveys. And when, they, when a police officer comes, you say, I want to see your traffic survey. The average speed, was, let's say, is 77.9 miles per hour is what everybody is driving, even though it's 65 miles per hour. There's issues you can argue, and again, I'm not saying the court's going to say one way or the other. You can argue, you know, your honor, and don't say, say you're doing 77.5 miles per hour, and it's a 65 mile per hour, and the, the survey shows an average speed of 77.8 miles per hour, nine miles. You could say, hey, I was driving what everybody else is driving and I, and I don't deserve a ticket because and, ar- arguably you have conflicting laws there you got a speed limit that says right. you can't go over this but then there's another part of the vehicle code that says you cannot operate your vehicle in such a manner that it impedes the flow of traffic right and so i mean if everything is going 77 and you're sitting there 10 and 2 i'm doing 55 miles an hour you know usually with an old guy who just got a prius and wants to check the mileage make it go yeah. 50 miles all i gotta say is you drive that in southern california or out and out you know you're gonna get run over yep. you know i mean during at least uh, non-traffic time so uh, but that's interesting you can do that you can say officer i call the officer up you say uh sir do you have your traffic surveys with you 
Uh, no, I don't. Uh, Your Honor, I'd like to uh, move to dismiss my traffic ticket. And yeah, but in some depends. counties. It depends. Some don't. It, you yeah. know, it depends. I'm just telling you. I'm not saying that's a win, but I'm saying that's an argument. You yeah, because yeah, in some counties, and typically, you have to provide the officer notice. I mean, that's something that you can right. request in the course of discovery. Now, in criminal cases, you don't use subpoenas. In California, you don't use a subpoena. If you want it, it follows the discovery statutes where you make a request for the discovery to be provided and to do that. And if you've made the request and the officer doesn't bring it or provide it to you, then, yeah, there's an issue there. Yeah, it does. Yeah. In traffic court, which is a little bit less than a misdemeanor, mm-hmm. right, it's an infraction, um, you just have to ask. You don't have to ask in advance. Um, some mm-hmm. counties have it on file in the courtroom. Right. So the police officer goes over to that file and takes it out and yep. does it. Um, then you check the date on that because oh. if it's not within a certain amount of time, then it's not going to be. Not you got my question. Yeah. I thought there was a, an ordinance or a law that said they had to be done on major state highways, major thoroughfares every two years or something like that in California. Anyway, fairly often. Yeah, that's for right. the geographical. Is that what they call them? Survey where they're actually surveying the road and doing the radar. You know, making sure mm-hmm. that that the radar can actually take it. Right. Um. The surveys that you're talking about has to do with radar. And there's a new radar called LIDAR, which is laser radar. And boy, they, they you know, every time they get a new piece of technology, they come in and go, look, we got everybody. We're going to bust it. Still ask if it's been calibrated. One of the things to understand also about um, about radar or even LIDAR, I believe, is look, you got a cop who, who's using the radar and you got a bunch of people coming down the road and somebody is going fast. It might give this it it will tell the officer there is a car going X number of miles per hour. It does not tell the officer it's the brown car, late model Ford. It's So it's this combination of technology with the officer's observation. So if it's like, okay, you got a car that's doing 81 miles an hour, and you look up, and then you see the car that's going the fastest pace. All right, that is the one that this radar must have been talking about, and you go after that vehicle. Well, sometimes the wrong vehicle can be identified by the officer. I had a friend of mine who got pulled over. He was driving a Maserati, and he was going on a downhill part, got pulled over by the officer, but this is how he gets out of the ticket. He says, how fast did you say I was going? Cop says, well, I got you doing like 85, and he says, well, this car is equipped with a memory of my speed. So pop your head in here, and he checks the speed for the last 10 minutes, and at no time did he go above 68 miles per hour cop said hmm, must have been somebody else yeah there, there becomes another problem too if they're using the uh, airplane over and above because then you have the observer observing officer up in the airplane looking down mm-hmm. and then um so then you have like a, another hearsay issue because that person observing it has to come testify as well mm-hmm. and they wow. then speak to the officer on the ground to say it's the blue car or it's the mustang I've seen the trials car. where they have the guys come in that are their pilot and they come in in the jumpsuits. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. They come in and what do you do? Well, I just got off the shift, came here, I'm going to go ahead and testify. And that's the car yeah, I saw. You know what's interesting is this is, but every state and every county, every city is going to be a little bit different. So you got to make sure what, what state you're in, you know, what the rules are, et cetera, et cetera. You got to be very careful. I, and I think the hardest part for a defendant is, is this. You want to challenge it, and you go into traffic court, and there's like a hundred cases on that day, and the judge is treating everything like the checkout aisle yes. at the supermarket. Okay, get in, get out, get in, get out, and then somebody comes in, and they want to 
stop and do everything. And you have to have a lot of confidence in your case to not feel intimidated by the system to just boom, 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 get it done. Well, but you understand the officers, as as Denise and I have been pro-tems before, and you probably have too. You know, it comes – the docket's full. You yeah. can't get through it. And yeah. they're trying to just, to, you know, on the judge's side, they're just trying to get through way too many, you know, cases than they have time for. You know, and you got yeah. staff, you've got people that want to go to lunch, and it's, and it's when, difficult. And when you're judging, you're hoping that person is going to challenge everything is last. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Well, here, here's, another, here's another clue. Ready? This is what I always tell people also. Another way they say, well, what, how do I do it? What do I do? I always say go into the courtroom where you're going to be, you know, this this county that the week before and go to a couple of times during the traffic court and watch and observe. Mm-hmm. And just you will be shocked at how much you're going to learn just by sitting there a couple of days and taking notes and figuring out what the judge is going to do, how they're going to do it, et cetera, et cetera. When I went into private practice, I left the district attorney's office in 2015, hung out my own shingle, became a criminal defense attorney. Now, I had only appeared in the state of California in one jurisdiction because that's where I was a prosecutor. So for the first two months, I mean, I hadn't had any clients yet, but for the first two months, I went to the courthouses and counties that were close to where I was, sat in, and I would watch their DUI calendar. I'd watch the misdemeanor calendar. I'd watch the felony calendar just so that I could get an idea of what the customs were for the people in that jurisdiction, how they addressed the court, what the what the resolutions were coming out at, so that I could then take cases. And I, I didn't feel like a fish out of water in a courtroom. And uh, I, I just I agree with that. You you want to know what things are going on? Do a little bit of recon. A little difficult right now with some of the court closures right. with COVID. But once right. everything opens back up, wear your mask. And I, yeah, this is another thing: is what's going on now? How do you handle it now? So it is. It's most of it's via Zoom. Yep. And and what's going on with Zoom is is uh, in fact they asked me. Um, it's called Haro. These uh, newspaper people asked a number of us to give an opinion as to what the future is with the court system. I tell you, the future is going to be changing. And I'm telling you right now, they've lacked a number of things where, where how you used to have to serve people <clears throat> and other lawyers. It's now email it, right? Denise, yeah. you can now yeah, email. Electronic you, never, data. you never used to email a long time you, ago. You mean you like to, a notice to appear or something? You could send an email? Well, usually it's the less it formal depends. stuff. It's, yeah. it's the less formal stuff that you used to have to put in the mail with a proof of service and it had to go in the mail and you'd call them, but now it's just email and then Zoom. I mean, I have talked to more judges via Zoom, you know, and all our lawyers have in our firm, than is ridiculous. And I think it's going to change. Let me take you another quick example. We have, in one case, I believe 60 experts coming up. 60 we've got to depose. And I think there's eight experts they had to do in one day. Hmm. No way on God's green earth would they ever be able to do eight depositions or six, whatever, of experts that are all over the country. They were able to do it in one day via Zoom. And guess what? That's going to save money for businesses, for companies that hire their lawyers. Now they're not flying because they pay for them to fly, their hotels, their the and their time. The not like it. They're not getting as much money. That's, ex- that's exactly right. Or <laughs> well, vice versa. They get the money. They're not spending as much either. But I'm right. saying, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. but don't they usually a nice, they're reimbursed for the hotel and their yes, meals and all Yes, but think about the stuff. lawyers yeah. that are flying out to the experts. True. That are charging their clients the, wow. the the time and stuff. So we're gonna be back after this, Todd. You got a point? Really Just quick. what the experts really hate is the, 
Honey, I have a uh, deposition in Barbados. I'll be there for a week. And now it's going, you can do it over Zoom. Stay here. We're going to talk about barristers when we come back. <laughs> a thong deposition? <laughs> we'll be back in a little bit. Don't go away. Oh. <laughs> Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. Peekaboo, peekaboo, smile. Smile, buddy. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. <sighs> yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. 
Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby. I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at autismspeaks.org signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. Back to our show. Uh, let's see here. We've got... Uh, Mike's on. Here we go. Mike's on. Mike's yeah, turned up. Mike's okay, on. back to the show. I should mean that when I say back to the show, shouldn't yeah. I? Well, I really do. All right. I saw a picture of Marty McFly and what's the other guy's <laughs> name? The professor? No, what's his name? Doc Brown. Doc. Yeah. They, they just took a picture together as they are like this past week and they posted it and it was like, you know, bringing back memories. Wow. They, it's, life has changed. You know, why do barristers, you know, barrister is... Okay, and, and Denise is going to tell you those distinctions, you know, but, but a barrister is basically a lawyer in England, and they wear these weird garb you see all the time, and they and still to this day, they wear a wig, and they wear a robe. Generally speaking, things are slowly starting to change, and I, I, I studied up on this uh, last night and this morning, and I didn't realize that generally, did you know they're not wearing wigs even in civil cases only in criminal cases, generally speaking. It depends upon the county and stuff, but now not they don't always have to wear them during a civil case. So what it comes down to is, uh, why is it, Denise, they wear those darn wigs? And why does it they wear those robes? Now, I know the answer. I don't know if you know the answer. Pomp and ceremony. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> that wasn't yes. what I was going to say. No, but... it's it's so true. Um, I actually did a mini pupillage through Gray's End in England, in London. What is that? Mean? Um, I don't know. What that that is where you study under a barrister so that you can become wow. a barrister. And I didn't do the full pupillage, so I'm not a full pupillage person, but I am I a thought mini you're, pupillage. I thought you were old, older than eight years old, weren't you? I, th- I thought that mini pupillage referred to like a <laughs> kindergarten class. Yeah. Very small students, they're coming in trying to learn stuff from you. you know? No, no, no. This, it's, no, it's, it's really exciting. You hit pupillage. No, oh, 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 sorry. My, my voice I'll, is changing for pupillage. I'll bet you don't know something, though. I bet I know. No, there's a lot of There's stuff a I don't difference know. between dress codes between the males and the females in Same. It isn't so. It's true. No, I didn't know that. I thought they, okay, tell me. Okay. I don't don't know. It may have changed now, but a while back when I was there and working in London, um, women could only wear black, blue, or gray suits. Got it. Their hair had to be back in a ponytail or in a bun, and they could not wear any jewelry or makeup. Really? Absolutely. The jewelry and makeup. Well, guys could wear jewelry and makeup, though? No. Well, they didn't often do that. Oh, okay. Some of the sirs (laughs) and the knights did, however. 
That's uh, interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Denise. Who enforced the code? Can you can you describe a little bit more what they're wearing? I. It was like self-enforced. <laughs> uh, I mean, so nobody would say, "Oh, you got a green suit on. You got to go home." Well, I'm sure the judge would could probably. I. You know, here I am at my Americanism, and I'm going in there with turquoise and jewelry and all this I stuff. I see Denise going and, in there. Yeah, and Woo-hoo! I know I'm coming in. I'm like all that, you know, dressed to the Nile with all my jewelry and my makeup, and the the women couldn't do it. And I was very fortunate because my barrister was from Canada, gotcha. and he had married an English woman, so he understood my Americanism, right? And he, like, treated me just like an equal. It was really fun. <laughs> I had a great time. Um, and the women, I did have a couple of women say, you're very lucky that you're in America because you're not restrained. Wow. Um, and this isn't just in the UK. It's in the our, like Australia. Yeah, Australia. Canada. Uh, but Canada. Less, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. And they wear that that garb. And believe it or not, in the back of the robe for a barrister, there is a pocket, and that's how they get paid. And they still did that. Now I don't know right now today if they still do that, but back then they did, and it shocked me. And their files were not like filed, organized, and binders or anything like that. They were tied up with a pink ribbon. And they called their files pinks. And solicitors are the lawyers that dealt with the clients. Barristers are the ones that go to court. So the solicitors prepare the the witnesses and prepare the case. Kind of like a paralegal case. would be. Like a paralegal. It's a lawyer that yeah. just doesn't go to court. And then they hand their pinks over to the barrister, and the barrister goes to court. You can't believe how many cases settle literally at the courthouse door because the barrister and the witnesses, they don't even know each other. They don't have – Hardly wow. anything in common. You know, they don't even know maybe what they're saying. Why would I don't, so? I don't think there's anything wrong with making the administrative uh, justice festive. I like the pinks. You know, I'm just wondering if you walk in, you know, is the opposing counsel. Objection. Counsel's wearing clothes out of season. Uh, she's not got the usual stuff on. She's wearing white before spring. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Good heaven. Is it Labor Day or not? Uh, exactly. I love why, it. why do they call um, them Esquires? Because uh, they like the ESQ na- uh, by, by the way. I think it's because most of them are landowners. Uh, could be. Could That's be. what I'm know. understanding, but I'm not Guess positive. what? What? What's the difference between a judge's, and by the way, you can call 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-529-7234. What's the difference between a lawyer, or I'm going to say a barrister, and the judge's wig? What's the difference? Woohoo! I oh, think I got you. The amount of ribbons in the in the. No. Let's see. A judge talks to the lawyers, and then he talks. Wait a No, no. I'm sorry. No. I got confused. What's the difference in the wig? Curls. Nope, the judge's wig is longer and the barrister's is shorter. You mean the I was hair? I say that. The hair. Yeah, the hair part is longer in the in the justice of the judges the and shorter down here. and the shorter in the barrister. Now, the average cost of a judge's wig is how much? I don't know. 50 pounds. About $3,000 <laughs> for a wig. Whiz. Wow. And the barristers are about Three hundred to nine hundred dollars for their wigs. That's a nice wig there, Your Honor. It's nice and long. Exactly. I'll be opening up for Black Sabbath later on, so um, my band is on. Many quid. Yes, yes. <laughs> As they say. So here, okay, ready for some more stuff. So, what did it used to be made of? The barristers' uh, wigs. Horse hair. Uh, it was actually human hair at first, but horse hair. Yeah, I think you're right. Later, where do you buy barrister wigs? 
today. Obviously, at Wigs R Us. I mean, no, come on. Yeah. Where do you buy it? The, 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 hall, the Halloween wait, spirit wait. stores. Denise was laughing and said, "What? You were Amazon. Laughing? That's exactly where you can buy them. It's on Amazon right now. I could see the bear. So you could do. I'm not the. I, I'm gonna buy. Dear, should we go down to the tailor? No. Go to Amazon. They've got them on sale right now. You can buy your barrister let's uh, wear, wig. Let's wear wigs next time. Okay. for But that's expensive. Just, just make sure you get them off the right site. I mean, I, can you imagine the lawyer that goes in, gets the wig that his wife bought for him or whatever? You know, you look at it. Uh, where did you get this one? Um I don't think the one that came from the San Diego Zoo is the one we want to be wearing here. <laughs> okay, guess where else? There's a place called Legal Tailor at the UK that you go, and it has – that's the major – they have tons and tons of barrister wigs that you can purchase. What Isn't about the robes? They're custom-made to length, aren't they? I mean, uh, I suppose you'd have to get those at a specialty mm. shop. You'd have to tailor them, for yeah. sure. Or acquire a robe. But the, the thing is, you're right. The reason you do it is a sense of formality, solemnity – and uh, 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 courtroom decor, and that's why they do it. And the purpose is, generally speaking, to remember the common law, and that's why the the they want the common law to be remembered, and that's why they wear it. They keep it traditional, and uh, that's that's what's going on. And it's interesting how things have changed in the United States now. How formal we had to be. Now, I'm look. I've been practicing close to 30 years, um, and I'm telling you, man, you got bambasted if you weren't wearing a suit and stuff like that now and now they're a little more lax with the with the what you're wearing uh, pajamas cargo fred pants Flint, fred fred flintstone pajama <laughs> top you know because it's zoom in today's world women that are pregnant they kind of they they celebrate their body right, right. they're not hiding but in my day when I was pregnant, I wore what would be known as a tent dress, right? right? So I got called an emergency, went to an emergency hearing in this tent dress, and it happened to have cartoon characters oh. on it. And, and and so the, the judge, <laughs> who the judge is, loved that. who's a female, she looked at me and she said, are you really an attorney? And oh, it was so offensive man. that the opposing counsel said, yes, Your Honor, she is. I called this emergency, and she didn't know she had to be here today. And Good he stood him. up and he defended me. And it was like, made me the happiest person because I didn't know what to say. Did he send you a bill? <laughs> no, he didn't. But no, he, he and tucked he, it in a robe in the back. And he lost his motion, too. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So, but I, I thanked him afterwards because it was really embarrassing. But that's what's going on with it. And luckily, you don't have to wear wigs, right? Isn't that great? Well, when we come back next hour, we got another case or no case. And then we're going to talk about an ethics case that is tossed against the judge about reality TV. That is a very interesting case we're going to talk I've about. I've seen some comb-overs where I wish the attorney was wearing a wig. I'm just going to say that right now. I'm telling you, and also, you know, one of the other ways that there's, they don't know for sure why, but some of the speculation, back in the old days, they had a lot of lice in their hair and, and you know, whatever in their hair. They had to get wig covered up so lice isn't jumping on everybody. We'll be back. Man, that would mess up the formality, yeah. wouldn't it? Yes. We'll be back with the next hour of Radio Law Talk at six minutes after. Six minutes after. Pardon me. So join us then, won't you? been listening to radiolawtalk.com a copyrighted presentation of radio law talk incorporated
does it mean to be an American? Just what are our American values? Working hard to succeed, loving God, country, and family, being honest, strong, and compassionate. Supporting our Constitution and recognizing that we are blessed to be living in America, the greatest country in the world. Our Bill of Rights protects us, our freedoms of worship, speech, and privacy, our right to own firearms, our right to trial by jury. Our right to be free, to live our own lives without some bureaucrat telling us what to do. Most countries don't have these rights. Want to know more? It's all there in the book. Get your own free book, The U.S. Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Then read it again, and this time share it with your friends. Our great Constitution is the basis of all of our freedoms, our inalienable rights. Get your own copy at freeusbook.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. 